of Real Talk with Bella. I am extreme. Wow, I'm loud. I am like going. <laughs> Um, because I am, I am excited. I'm excited to have, um, to join you, as you know, Vanessa Kappas, editor-in-chief of Bella Magazine, joined by Bella's publisher, Jennifer DeSillis. I almost forgot your name, but you know, it's kind of, it's been kind of a day. Um, but I'm excited to have our special guest with us today. Uh, you may have already seen and heard of her or have seen the beat down that she gives me when I'm at on a red carpet. She's my amazing makeup artist, Lauren Venna, um, who is now an author. What's the applause? Applause. I'm gonna have Vivian put special yeah. effects. Thank you. <laughs> now published author. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you for having me. So let's let's shoot uh, right from the top because. I remember driving to the city one day when you called me and you said to me, so it's happening. And I'm like, what's, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> what's happening? And you, and you were like, my book, it's happening. How did this um, happen? So it's still, it's crazy. <laughs> like every time you say it, you're like an author. I'm like, oh my God, it, it's, it's really crazy. It started as you know, I'm a mom. Um, and I had this happen over a year ago before COVID and I had a mom moment, which we have, um, I, the alarm went off for the kids going to school. I overslept cause I'm that mom. Um, and it was, you're going to miss the bus. The craziness happens, you know, throwing in the frozen waffles, telling the kids, you know, we got to pack the lunches because I don't pack the night before that would make my life easier. And that's not how I roll. So I'm thank you. Thank you. And, you know, they have to have their certain water bottle because God forbid, give them the wrong water bottle. And it's the hectic morning, the craziness. Um, I have, I sleep in my husband's pajamas. So, I'm, you know, it's the hot mess morning. I want to give you the image. This is not school day morning. Yeah. This is, you know, we're having an interview or I have a client later. This is that Lauren. Yeah. Hot mess mom moment it is that right there. Mm -hmm. So... It's just that craziness of screaming and, you know, getting the food prepped and the kids ready to go. I'm walking out to the bus stop, two different shoes. The dogs, because they have to be at the bus stop, are wrapped around me. Coffee is spilling. And I get inside the house and I'm like, what just happened? Like, what just happened? And I started laughing because it's all you could do, right? And that moment of craziness is just take it in and say, all right, that was a moment. And I started writing that night of just like, in the eyes of my kids, my mom is the best mom ever. But after that, it followed with all the mistakes I made. So my mom is the best mom ever because she makes the best homemade frozen waffles. Or, you know, she sings so loud when she steps on a Lego and constantly saying these things that I do wrong, but makes me the best mom. And it just went into this thing. When I was done, I read it to my kids as being funny. Like, mommy has a story to tell you. And they were hysterical laughing. And my daughter, Chloe, goes, you have to make that like a buck so my friends could hear that. Like, that is so funny. So I took it in as being like, okay, you know, like she gave me a compliment. So, ooh, that's a good thing. <laughs> as you know, Chloe, Vanessa. Yeah. Um, and then I read it to my husband. My favorite he, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like preteen. So in a way, you know, as moms are the best, we could also do a lot of things wrong. And she was like really loving this. And then I took it to my husband who tells me straight. And he was like, this is amazing. 
He's like, all your friends, like everybody, and even in dads, I'm going to throw the dads out there. We're all a hot mess at times, right? So that's when it came to a buck. I was like, let me just go for it. And I think that's the thing. Like we find it so relatable. And the moral of the story is unconditional love. Because at the end of the story, our kids love us just the way we are. So yeah, that's it. Well, unless you have a son like Samuel, who literally looks me up and down before I go to the bus stop and says, yeah, no, you can't wear that. So my friends are on the bus. <laughs> I will got- still not, not want any other mother but you. Oh, and my I know God. That's oh, my God. And yeah. it, it's, so, um, it's so funny because, yeah, he's children, I just, I think, are here to teach us so much about ourselves. And one of the things that, you know, I had the, the, the privilege of reading the book um in you know one of the behind the scenes copies that you sent me and i was just um in awe of just the 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 reality of it all and i think that we as moms because you and i uh have also become friends through the you know the time that we work together and we share we like we swap war stories and it's like can you believe this one today and it's literally like you win <laughs> today you win for the way because you know, as I think, um, as much as we love what we do for work, we obviously also love our children. And I'm notorious for showing up with my kids wherever I need to be because I will not miss an opportunity um, because I am a mom. You know, that's kind of been my mantra uh, ever since I had children and I, I, and I overcame postpartum depression. And, and all of that was that, you know, I would not exclude myself from doing things in my professional arena because I have children, because then what am I telling other mothers is that, okay, so you have to pick between your career or your family when you can have it all, but you can have it all in doses, right? You can't have it all at once, but you can have it. So I, you know, still to this day, we've traveled to (laughs) multiple shoots where there's Samuel or there's Tomas, you know, because that's just what it is. Um, what do you think is, um, a a book like yours is so necessary, not just for mothers, but also for children. Yeah. What do you, no, no, no. What do you think that is? Like, what do you think it's so relatable? What do you think it's so important to share? Uh, those well, I think that's the thing. Like, it's people say, is it a children's book? Is it a family's book? Is it like, what is it? And I, I say it's both. I say it's from ages one to a hundred. If you're going to be a mom, you have to get the book. If it's for your children, you have to get the book. But when I see it, when I envision it, I see you sitting with your child on the couch in bed, however your story time is, and you're reading it together. Um, I always say, laughter is the best medicine. There's a lot of humor. There's even some adult humor that will go over your child's head. Um, there, there's a part when I'm sitting on the couch talking about mama juice, right? Um, there's a little bit of, I think it's for everyone. I, like I said, it's about unconditional love. There's the part about there that um, the stay-at-home moms, like it's so relatable to that. But there's also part that I go into about working. You know, I talk about, well, my kids talk about mommy goes in total disguise right? She puts on the caterpillars on her eyes. So it goes into what I do for a living. And I think that's important to do both because I think to be a stay-at-home mom is the most important job. It is incredible. You, it's like the hero of all heroes, right? But I also think when you are a working mom, that is like the most amazing thing too. It's, it's not 
Like we've had conversations about this too. They're both so important. So I think it's really, when you ask me, it's like your question was, who is it important for and what? It's a whole package deal. Like it's a great for kids. It's great for moms. It's great for families. That's why I say it's like a family book, you know, for everyone. No, and it's great because here, here's what I find so relevant and important is, um, and you know, and I always mention that I would show up with my kids or I, and I still do, heck, my son is next door, you know, cause we're homeschool. We're in homeschool. Yeah, upstairs right now. Um, and <laughs> this is what it looks like. You know, my house does not provide the environment for him. There's so many distractions at home that I felt that it was for him specific, like my oldest, he's done, has it down. My little one needs more focused attention. Can't have the dogs barking, can't have, you know, and, and so I needed to create a space for him, which great for, works out for me. Cause I can also do my thing next door. However, um, what I feel is most important is that you're modeling for your children, right? The, uh, like these life lessons that they're experiencing and living in and there's this sense of normalization that is happening as you're doing this because i remember like and i can and i think in when those moments happen i found them to be annoying is like when my father had to take me with him to the office after school because he couldn't leave me alone or he took me with him and little by little i started to do like i would finish my homework um but then he would give me like these odd end jobs right like i would help his secretary file papers or i will help his uh make his secretary make photocopies but i remember one time sitting at his desk chair and you know, my father was an engineer he had like a very uh, important position at the telephone company in my country where he worked at but i remember that's when those little inklings of like those aspirations of seeing myself in that chair began yeah. right and i see it when my children i know and i'm saying this because i know with chloe chloe has already started and i'm sure you have found that to be quite enjoyable uh when she's asking for the palettes and she's asking for the brushes yeah. um but that has to be honestly super um just beautiful it, it's you know oh, that I love it. she sees in you something that she can aspire to be and that as um you know, because I know for a while, makeup artistry was not considered a career for, it was like, yeah. yeah. Well, there's like a couple of things in there. Like there's, for moms out there, it's like almost like embrace the mess, right? Like, I'll tell you, I'll go to the grocery store when I'm not made up, right? And I literally, I always say there is a, I look like I'm going to the Academy Awards or I look like I should be holding up a cup asking for money. Like there's no in between when, when you see me. There really isn't. Like I have the hair and bandana and I am like no makeup and I look like sick or I'm made up and done up, right? I need to kind of get to that medium point now in my life. I realize that <laughs> like it definitely at almost 38, like more and my mom's like, maybe a little concealer and a little mascara on your day off wouldn't hurt you, Laura, you know, like just go there. But embrace the mess. Like, it's okay. We are moms. We are not perfect. That's okay. And like, we need to own that because nobody's perfect. We teach our kids that, right? It's okay to make mistakes. And then on the side, what you were saying with your father, I grew up, my father was a cantor. Um, he, you know, left the house or answer calls at 7am and sometimes wouldn't be home till midnight. The other thing is I work every weekend.
literally in a hearse. If my mom was driving my brothers to football games and that kind of stuff, I mean, people find that a little, I didn't. The guy in the hearse, I mean, he had these like amazing, I, I, this is like my childhood, these pink packaged um, Entenmann's like cupcakes. And my father would do the funeral, we'd sit there, we'd literally talk. We like had these whole conversations. I would sing and he'd be like, okay. And he'd do these word puzzles. And there'd be like, you know, unfortunately a body in the back of the hearse. And I'd be like, never anything. And I was like 10 years old yeah. or on the weekend we do, my father would do a wedding and I'd get this really fancy dress on and we'd stay for the cocktail hour. And that was like my moment with my father. And that's how I grew up and it was totally normal. And it's like, Chloe has been to client's house. I mean, her biggest question is, do they have a dog I could play with? Do they have a dog? Because <laughs> my kids are very big with animals. Um, but it's like, I grew up with going, you know, my mom to the jewelry store or my father's work and growing up in a temple. And like, it was totally fine. Like they have been to Joe's work. So I, I love that. And my kids love that. And they know that mommy works every weekend, but we provide. And I love what I do, which is even like better. Cause I feel like if you love what you do, what's even more special to teach your kids that. Um, so I love that you brought that up because that's like really, really important to us. Well, and, and I just think that, you know, our children are observing absolutely everything that we do, whether we want, <laughs> whether we want to or not. And, um, you know, I feel like this book is a moment that, you know, you can share, um, just because there's, there's, there's been like books that I've shared with my children that still, you know, they still remember. And it, and it's honestly quite, um, surprising because sometimes you feel like, you know, you're reading a book with an intention and it touches them so, so dear, you know, so closely that they still remember it. Like Sam for Samuel is, is um, mindful monkey, mindful panda. <laughs> And we know what panda, what panda means in my family, but, um, it's all, it's actually an introduction to meditation and, um, my, cause my kids, I've taught, I taught my kids to meditate at a very young age. It's something that I still practice to this day, but this book I feel is one of those moments where you all sit down as a family, read it together and can then converse about, oh yeah, remember that. Cause I'm sure, I am sure many stories that I'm even too afraid to admit <laughs> they they all remember and will tell um do you see a um because i see this as a series i was just gonna say this so this reminds me one of my favorite movies ever is bad moms i think it's hilarious i think it's adorable but it's heartfelt because it's it's the real moms it's not like you say embrace the mess but like that's a real mom. Nobody wants like the crazy helicopter mom that's like making 18 crafts before 9 a.m. Like that's not real life. But you know, it's funny, Jen, you said that because I feel like now let's go into COVID. Even if you were that mom, even if you were that like everything has to be perfect, there is no way during COVID it hasn't broken you. Like there is no way you haven't been like, that's it. Like no way. You know that I and, and and this is because we've we've all experienced this person that I'm about to mention. And I'll sit there and I'm like, bitch. <laughs> Sarah Gore, who, who I love who, she's like my idol of mom. But this is like the epitome of ma of motherhood is oh. like because she works in the media, she looks amazing. She has she three cooks. kids under seven, three. Mm -hmm. She bakes, cooks, cakes, crafts. Yeah. 
And I have to, I should post it for you guys. I almost sent it to her, but she made like homemade spaghetti sauce. And then, you know, I can't cook. Like I cook three things, but fire alarms still go off. I made my sauce and it was the same night and she posted it and it had, you know, what is it called? Like a garnish? Because I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, what yeah, that the garnish. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? She said to her, you know, what, what Instagram versus reality? Like, I literally did it side by side. And Joe's like, if we, we don't give our dogs wet dog food, we, because, you know, they have allergies and everything, they have this special dog food. Joe's like, yours looks like wet dog food. Like, it's like, he's like, maybe throw a garnish on it. I'm like, do you think a garnish would help? He's like, do we have a garnish? I'm like, I have dry basil. Like, is that a garnish? Like, it was so Instagram versus reality. But, like, reality was scary. It was scary. But but I know. And I'll look, but I'll look at, and the thing is, and she does a really, like, good job at um, throwing in some realness here and there. And she'll jokingly say, I don't know if you saw the, the one post where she was filming for her show and her son kept yes, asking. The, yes. Hilarious. But that's the truth. And I think that when we, um, and you know, we as mothers, as women, just see another woman, like another woman, just like taking it down a notch and um, cutting each other. So like, let's cut each other some slack, right? Because you know, I was uh, just yesterday, Jen and I were talking to someone and it was like, you know, I like the, the nipping, the tucking, the, the glam here and there, but it is unrealistic to maintain that 24 seven. And I think that that just, um, sets you up so much, for so much failure, not just in your life, but mm-hmm. especially if you are a mother and especially a mother of girls, you are setting them up for, aspirations and expectations in life that are just unrealistic to me. And, um, you know, if there's one thing that um, I personally, and I know that you do is operate in out of integrity. And I know Jen, of course, does too. Um, And we try to give, you know, our listeners, our viewers, our, our readership, um, relatable information that they can see, oh, you know, I've been through that. Oh, okay. It's okay. If I mess that up. Um, and I'm actually getting an idea here that I'll share behind the scenes later. Um, but to the point of your book, I definitely do see, see this as, you know, turning into a little bit of a series where you're taking scenarios, you know, from, um, just different walks of life, especially, uh, you know, you're, because your children right now at are a very sweet age, um, where they're kind of independent to a certain extent, but I, I can't help but think about that new mom that is terrified as fuck. Um, yes, yeah. we curse on this podcast. Um, that is terrified. That is literally, because I remember being l- legitimately terrified of um, keeping, of just keeping him alive. Like, oh my God, I need to keep this child alive, right? And I would wake up in the middle of the night to make sure he was breathing. Um, and know that scenarios like this like these things are okay and they're normal and these fears and these circumstances and the situations and you're not gonna have it all figured out and all together and it's still okay it's still so okay. it, yes there's a couple things that first of all on the serious thing like my goal like a like a dream and envision i have almost like this is like a cartoon version but for adults you know what i mean like that's like it, it's kind of like you know, like a vision board, like that's what I see. Yeah. So that's on that. That's very funny. You guys brought that up. Um, 
as far as what you brought up when Chloe, I mean, I'm, I'm very, I kind of open about this, you know, we did IVF for years and we had Chloe and she was, you know, born at 32 weeks and we had, she had surgery. She was two years old. I mean, Chloe was our glass baby. Yeah. So I was like, don't touch her. Don't breathe. I, I tell people I lived on quarantine for, I was on bed rest. From nothing for you. <laughs> I'm like, this is old. I was on bed rest from eight weeks being pregnant till 32 weeks. And I was able to get up for three minutes take a shower and lay back down. So like when she was born, you couldn't even walk into our house without getting changed in a different outfit, washing your hands eight times. And then by the time Travis came, which was a total oops on the pill, we don't even know how he's here. But anyway, it was like, who wants them? You know, <laughs> but I wish, I wish, I mean, I had, and my best friend who I met at a hospital that both our girls were seeing doctors. It was just a random, we were like each other's lifeline. Like if it wasn't for her, I don't even know. And it's those moms that you kind of end up meeting that you're just like. Those moms that are willing to just be real. And um, to, 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 because I know I think back at, you know, after I, like when I was having my second and um, just these, these experiences and this, th these experiences and circumstances where I wish someone would have told me the truth about certain things. Right. Um, oh I remember having these conversations where, Oh, your life is going to be so amazing. Fuck that shit. Like, no, you're not going to sleep for six weeks. This is bullshit. <laughs> but like everybody said <clears throat> that you're going to feel like you have to poop when you have a baby. Nobody said that you actually poop 90 times. So I would have liked it that when Joe told me that I did poop like 80 times, that was going to happen. Like, I would have loved that warning. Where were the moms then? So moms, you do poop. Like, I would have liked that. Sorry, I had to share no, that. Because, like, or like, that when you're breastfeeding, your breast literally feels like there's like an outer body experience where they're like, they're like detached from because you're producing milk. And you don't even know what the fuck that is because it, it, it's this and this hot and cold that you go through these hormonal changes where you're literally freezing, shivering in bed when you're producing milk. Because I remember that. And that was well, terrifying. I had, I had that, what is it, when you stop all of a sudden and it feels like a knife is going through your nipple? I, I don't know what terminology is, but I... <laughs> really fine, it's all good. Have a baby, it's great, it's a good time. Have a baby's it's awesome. awesome, it's awesome, Jen. I was actually, I was just gonna say, now, now I'm rethinking it, but I feel like your book is great twofold, not only um, for kids, especially like young girls who have a parent that they look up to obviously, but know that it's okay to not have to be perfect all the time and knowing that like you're gonna mess up and that's normal. Also on the flip side, because I don't have children yet, um, and that's obviously terrifying to think of like, oh my God, like, can I do it? Would I be a good mom? Would I screw up? Would I drop the baby? Like all millions of different things. It's nice to know I still question that every single day. Am I going <laughs> to screw up? This makes you realize like I, my, my cousin and she kill me for shouting her out, but she is, she's a badass. like works her ass off. She's a pediatric nurse. She has two toddlers. And like, she cracks me up the stories that she posts, like, Oh, Bodie's in the plant eating the dirt and like it's okay. Like he's gonna live. But like it happens. It's real life. I think that's why like your book is so great. Now you guys are scaring the shit out of me talking about knives in your nipples. I don't know. 
I was gonna say. <laughs> I remember what or like a cat is like a cat or three cats are li is literally like scratching your insides. The, literally after you give, because that's when your organs are yeah. like starting. Right, to don't get pregnancy come back. It's like literally ten cats just going. <laughs> so you, know what, you know what the mom life is? It's like when you first have a baby, all the fears. Like, oh my god, they're not getting enough weight. Oh my god, can I switch them to formula? Oh my god, like is this onesie too tight where they can't breathe? And then it's like you go through the baby phase and then it's like, okay, they're two. Are they walking? Are they not walking soon enough? Are they not talking? And now we're at like preteen. Now we're preteen. Yeah. Nobody tells you about that stuff. It is like, what? What the actual fuck is happening? This is not, I need a book on this. Yeah. I need a book on like how to even, uh, it, it's, it's not. And that's the thing about being I, a mom is. Yo, yeah. I'm in the uh, stage where everything is uh, I get an answer, I get a uh, for everything. And I literally, I, I wanna like, you know that living monster that mothers have inside them that just wants to like jump out, what, that movie Alien? Just like, cause that's how I feel when my son goes, uh, I wanna like, ah! I just wanna like, this is, what you do. this is what you do. If he's around his friends, if he's able to, or even if he's like, you know, on like a FaceTime, just go over and kiss him everywhere. And then it's just payback. Anytime Chloe rolls her eyes, I'm just like, I love you, one, you, one, you, one, you. And I, it's just like, roll your eyes and I just make out with you. I, your friends. Yeah. I've tried that. It doesn't end well for either of us because then I get upset. Cause I, my, my thing is all like, you gotta respect me, I'm your mother. And then he's like, well, you gotta respect me. I'm, a, I'm my own person and I'm like, when did they teach these kids? See, but I know, I know, because we've talked about this. When no one's looking, they still would crawl back in you if they could. 100%. So. 100%. This morning, I was still in bed nursing my migraine that has not going to go away. And he was genuinely concerned. He's like, Mom, it's been a day. It's been Aww. a day. Are you, are you okay? And I'm like, oh. And I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> that was my payback. I was like, oh, get away from me. So, you know. At the end of the day, I think the more we share about the, I mean, first of all, they're hilarious. I, I genuinely, um, I began sharing like little stories about my, my, cause my, both of my kids are smart asses. Yours are, are too, uh, Lauren. They're, and they're just funny as hell. Um, one of the things that I find to be just the most amazing, uh, thing of all of this is just how many lessons they teach us as parents oh about humanity, about being kind and and just you know saving the animals vanessa my kids are wanting to save the animals jenna my kids have tried to save any creature that we i was on the phone with you the other day and chloe came screaming downstairs that there's a what a, an injured squirrel i don't know i'm like we're not saving a squirrel it wasn't injured but they are and and going back to what you said as long as we raise good children like well well decent human beings that's all that matters right that matters, right and you know, I used to get super, super nervous at parent-teacher conferences because I'm like, oh my God, this is the day that they're gonna tell me I have a shitty kid. <laughs> and they, and then I'll be like, yep, I was expecting that one, right? <laughs> I was expecting it, given, given the house that they're being raised in, I can totally understand where that comment is coming from. But every time, all I hear is how kind, how um, honest, how good, how helpful my children. And then I'm like, are you talking about you talking about mine? Um, Can I get a last name? Yeah, exactly. 
exactly. It's like, are you sure it's not that other Sam? Because not that Sam, right? Um, and genuinely, I um, I commend you for uh, the the love and effort that went into this because in the end, as much as it is about you sharing a piece, a little piece of your world with others, it's also what comes back up from it is tenfold because you're going to be helping so many women and children appreciate each other because that's, that's what it's all about in the end. It's about the love that we all have for our kids in our own unique, special way and the love that they have for us, um, even when we can't see it because I question it every day of my right. life. <laughs> thank you so, much. Thank really you so much how can people get your book how can people find you how can people get their glam on with you share that with us <laughs> so as far as the book it's available for pre-sale now on amazon and barnes and nobles uh, it officially comes out october 27th so we're like under a month away this is crazy um you could go on instagram makeup artist underscore lv um, or my website, www.laurenvena.com for the book. But um, yeah, that's, that's the info. Well, Yay. thank you for your time today with us. And I'm excited to see where this journey takes you because I'm pretty sure it's going to be a fabulous one. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you so much, ladies. Love seeing you.